3: Noon Hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station.
1: It's
3: my station. This is, this, is, this, is. this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
5: Come on in. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's weird to think people actually listen to this show. You know, I just think it's you, me, and Lloyd just sitting behind mics and just making fun of each other for three hours every day. Yeah. But seeing these tweets roll of people actually making our recipes, our Super Bowl recipes, that's crazy. People it's, actually did that stuff.
4: It's crazy, but it's great because I think that they found that it's some pretty tasty food. We just had another listener reach out to us through Instagram.
5: Oh, was it the gram?
4: Yeah. And for those of you that don't know a lot about Instagram, it's a place where you share photos, you share videos. I just shared a video this morning, believe it or not.
5: The ice fishing?
4: Well, little ice fishing trip yeah, I that I that. took this weekend, talking about how when the winter hits Utah, some people ski, some people sled, some people go on the snowmobiles what are some other snow activities? Like, there's a lot of different games. you say wedding. snowshoeing? Snowshoeing. Nope, snowshoeing. Cross-country skiing. Uh, I grab a fishing pole, cut a hole in the ice, and sit on it and wait for something <laughs> to bite a line. Might not sound real cool to you, but it's way less money. Yes. I'm all alone. There is not another person within a mile of me. And... Do you go alone, or do you you usually take Rock with you? I usually take Rock, but Rock's been in wrestling, and so wrestling takes him away from the sport. But it is just the best. Away from everybody, in complete silence, in nature, you can have as much noise or as little noise, and you're waiting for a fish to hit, and you're hoping that it's outside of 22 inches so you can keep it, cook it, have some great...
5: One that you showed me this or that you put out this morning looked a lot longer than 22 inches. It wasn't quite, it was 18. Oh, really? Yeah, so I put him back. Oh, okay. But
4: uh, there's not a ton that are above the slot. There's quite a few. You can catch some of the little pan fryers that are under the slot. It's got to be less than 15 inches and you can keep it.
5: Wait a minute, less than 15 keep, over 22 keep? Yes. But 15 to 22, no bueno. No, you don't touch. Okay. And it's actually, you don't mess around with it. Yeah. If you do, you're stupid. Yeah.
4: Because it sits on a record, and it can be a real problem, especially if it compounds. Yeah. So, that's, I sent out a video, and the Instagram is actually a good place for people to stay in touch and share the things that they like and enjoy.
5: Instagram is, uh, yeah, it's not as vitriolic. It's not filled with hate and anger as much as Twitter is. I've
4: actually noticed that. Yeah. But
5: it's not full of information as much information. Yeah. It's just like, oh, look, I made this and oh, this was fun and I did this and that's great. And that's nice. But I'm not getting my information there. So that's one of my hangups with Instagram.
4: But Scotty and I are there. You can find me at 975 Hance on Instagram or Scotty G Zone. Zone. Yep. Go find us on the Instagram. You can look at my fish video. I've been building reels and putting out some posts. I'm going to put out a anniversary post today.
5: Oh, it's your anniversary. That's
4: right. Today is the day that I commemorate the union with my amazing wife, Amanda. Blessed
5: day. Yes. This
4: in 1999, February 13th,
5: 1999. After a. Lengthy three week courtship. Wait, are you saying it wasn't a blessed day?
4: It was a blessed day. No, I'm actually like, what do you mean? Not not Lloyd Cole blessed, but an actual blessed day.
5: And the Chapel of Love
4: in Las Vegas. No, it was not. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. It was not. But that is to my (laughs) right. And it was three weeks. I'm not going to fight that. I won't argue that. But I knew what I wanted. And I went after it. Hey, you lock it down. I saw the goal, and I went after it. Yep. Just kind of lucked into having the most amazing woman and the most amazing marriage a man can. All
5: have. right. Before we get to the game, we got a lot of opinions on this bad boy, but we do need to uh, go over. Everybody had a good party, good food, overindulged. Um, I'm so let's go out of ten. Yeah,
4: out of ten, the full experience. All right, out of
5: ten, that includes food, company. All this stuff. I can't imagine it getting much
4: better. Other than you and Lloyd being there with some of your good eats, because, Lloyd, I saw your spread. Well, I didn't see. What did you put out there, Lloyd? Well, I don't know if you follow Jessica Cole on Facebook. Okay. I was like, wait, wait, I don't think I put anything out there. I'm Facebook friends with Jessica Cole, and she sent out the nacho bar and the wings.
2: And the wings. The wings were...
4: Looked like you did some steak for the nacho bar. Yep, did we did some uh, marinated yes, flank. Yep. So you did some marinated chopped flank steak. Yes. Scotty. Dynamite. A little bit of chicken. I'm Not gonna lie, dude. His Traeger looked stacked, full of the wing sauce meat. that she we, she that she used. You will not find. You've actually tasted it. What that she rolled that, it in, or or that you dipped it in? No. Well, no. It that it was that it was cooked in, like essentially your barbecue sauce. Oh whatever, yeah, that sauce, and you've tasted it that sauce that she has it's almost like a yeah it's an that asian thingy, spicy. The, the asian zing yes, thing. yes. but i think it, it, the spice was up just a notch just yeah. a little bit a little did, more did you dip that
5: in ranch or no i didn't uh, i went no. with no ranch cuz the sauce was so good you know lloyd and i are not friends on facebook well, that's nothing uh, against Lloyd, you. Lloyd, Lloyd doesn't do Facebook. I, I really don't do Facebook. Well, I just, I'm just trying to find the food picture. Jessica does Facebook. You'll a, we don't need to. We don't need to give out too much information uh, on the
3: Facebook
4: info. But you could go get pictures. But now. you know, what? I'll tell her to to look you up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looked good, man. It looked it was like tasty. good food. It was good. Scotty. Tasteful. How'd your sliders turn out?
5: Uh, it turned out great. No, we had we had a great time. It was uh, some really good food. Uh, could not have asked for a better uh, spread. Um, it was awesome. I uh, I will say that the uh, the sliders I did I did them two ways. So I did the patties and and uh, you know made them really small like we talked about on Friday and uh, put it out on some King Hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. and uh, loaded up some American cheese and then put a little butter and uh, garlic salt yeah. and Parmesan on the top of the rolls and let it bake a little bit more so they had a little crust to them. And they were awesome. And then I had all this extra, had another package of rolls, and I had all this extra meat that had been ground up, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to do patties and all that stuff. So I just, I just threw it all on the grill. And turn, and threw in a bunch of cheese, and it was all just ground beef mixed in with a bunch of cheese. And I just poured it all the way over top of all those rolls, and then put another layer of rolls on the top. And then uh, they were—it was like a, a cheesy, you know, um, what do you call it? like a hamburger, um, hamburger sloppy ham- Joe kind of thing oh. consistency. Yeah, and those went like crazy. People ate that stuff up, kind of like a s- stroganoff texture. Yes, or? yeah, but it was. Uh, In between rolls, and it was that hamburger that I used that was mostly brisket, actually. Yeah. Because I ground it up, and brisket was super cheap, surprisingly. They didn't have tri-tip. Usually when I grind up my hamburgers, it's mostly chuck and tri-tip, but they didn't have any tri-tip, so I put a brisket in there. A lot of brisket. And it was a different flavor, and it was really good. Turned out great. I was really happy with uh, the spread. Um, I guess we should kick off to see if you were happy with the
4: game. (sighs) Should we hit it? Yeah, let's get to it.
3: This is Hanson, Scotty G. Let's go. The lineup is set, and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day. This is the starting lineup on 97.5, the KSL Sports Show. 144
1: left, a low snap from center. Mahomes backs up, he's looking, he starts
5: to dash, he is holding onto the football, cuts to the outside, and he is tackled
0: way short of the first down. There had been no indication that his ankle hadn't healed. He was moving well, but now he is limping off the field.
5: Pacheco's the running back Tony comes in motion Here comes pressure to the outside As Mahomes steps up He's going to scramble He's at the 40 Bad ankle 30 Bad ankle 20
3: Tackled from behind Down to the eagle 18 yard line A 25 yard scramble
5: What bad ankle He is limping back to the huddle Don't <laughs> underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is Here is Hertz Lining up three receivers all to the far side Hertz goes back He's stepping up He's looking Still looking he is launching it deep downfield and it bounces and the seconds are gone. And the Kansas City
4: Chiefs have won another Super Bowl 38
5: to 35. Jeez. Oh, man. You know, just because you're an NFL play by play guy doesn't mean you're particularly good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you got the Kansas City guy go, a bad ankle to the 15, a bad ankle to the 10. Shut up with the bad ankle stuff. Oh, I didn't hear him saying that. Yeah, Lloyd will play this again for you. This is ridiculous. He said a bad this, ankle to this the This is the Kansas 10? City play-by-play Sorry. guy. Pacheco's the running back. Tony comes in motion. Here comes pressure to the outside. As Mahomes steps up, he's going to scramble. He's at the 40, bad ankle, 30, bad ankle, 20. Tackle from behind down to the eagle,
3: 18-yard line, a 25-yard scramble. What bad ankle. He is limping back to the
5: huddle. Don't underestimate how tough Patrick Mahomes is. Oh, I'm going to throw up all over this mic right now. I'm going to throw up all over this mic. Okay, I got a couple things I got to get off my chest here. First off, calm down with a bad ankle. Dude was fine. Looked Dude fine. was just fine. Now, anytime he knew a camera was on him, he was going to grimace and hold that ankle around like he was... Uh, you know, secretary to just broken a leg or something like that. Dial it down.
4: I'm wondering what level of injury it was. A high sprain is insanely painful. I don't know. There must be new techniques. I'm going to give it to Patrick You didn't Mahomes. think he was going to play. No. I, like, I pretty much I most of the postseason. I didn't think he'd play against Cincinnati. And, and I didn't know if they'd get past Cincinnati to get to the Super Bowl. Once they got to the Super Bowl, but he played against Cincinnati, I'm like, yeah, he's going to play. When he took the tackle there before the end of the half and got up limping, I thought, boy, he re-aggravated it. This is going to be a problem. But it didn't even yeah. show at all.
5: No. He had two scrambles in the second half of that game that were part of the game deciders. Yes. And probably enough tortle. Carson through his veins that could have killed a horse, too. Uh, is that what they did? I, I, I would assume so. But There had to be something. He said he didn't take an
4: injection at half. <clears throat> okay, well. That doesn't... S- I'm not buying that,
5: right to me, because you know I just took a you know just a ibuprofen, advil I didn't want to take two because you know that stuff's really rough on your uh, on your kidneys. Sure, but, uh, a little Advil. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, I went with some Tylenol. Okay, so you got uh, Patrick Mahomes who uh, apparently is Willis Reed in the gutsiest performance in the history of NFL football. Uh, here's the other thing. And I want to get well, you and I have not talked about this. Nope. So I, I I purposely did not want to talk to you about the call because I didn't want either one of us to know how the other felt. Um, letter of the law, probably the right call. You know, we've seen enough video evidence of 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 the jersey tug. Do I think that impacted the play? Not really. I still think that was going to be an incomplete pass. But here's the thing that really bothers me about the call is that players are super smart. Not, if you're in the NFL, not only are you incredibly talented, but for the most part, you're probably really smart as well. And players will adjust as the game goes on. And for the most part, I thought it was a pretty well-called game in terms of letting guys go out there. Those defensive backs were uber-physical on both sides. And as the game goes on, players are going to adjust to how a game is being called. And they will adjust accordingly. And so if you're going to call a game in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, the same way, and then on the biggest play in the Super Bowl, third and eight, when you would rather give up a touchdown than you would rather give up a first down. First down kills you. a Touchdown at least keeps you with a chance to tie the About game. About a
4: minute, 50 seconds left.
5: And the right, fact, it would have just would have been right under two minutes. Yes, yeah, right under two minutes, mm-hmm. under the two-minute warning. All you had to do was get that stop. They get the stop, and then comes the flag after an entire game of a lot of grabbing out on the field and a lot of uber-physical play with those defensive backs on both sides that was played pretty fairly and called fairly throughout the course of the game, and now you decide to make that call on this one? I have a really big problem with that. And so, yeah, did he tug the jersey? Sure, absolutely. Do you call that... But if you're going to call that, you need to be calling that in the first quarter, the second quarter, and the third quarter, not in the biggest play of a game where you know as soon as you throw that flag, that game's done. It's over. When that flag hit the ground, that game was over. We all knew it. And I, I think it was a disgusting way to end the game. So
4: for those of you that didn't see it or have just only heard about it, James Bradbury, the corner for the Eagles, was in a man situation with Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju ran kind of a yo-yo. It was an up, out, and up. Very difficult route to defend. And as he hit his initial break to the the sideline, you see James Bradbury just hook and pull just a little bit. Before Juju Smith hits the second part of the up. Once he hits the second part of the up, he kind of gets separation. And there are so many different ways to look at that type of coverage. I initially thought not a chance in hell you call that because the ball was so well overthrown yes. that you could have said that was uncatchable. Now, if he wasn't hooked up on the initial break, then maybe he's able to make up that distance. But I felt like that was ball, ball was thrown yes. after the second break, after yep. he was let go. Agreed. Felt like the ball was thrown. So... I don't call that in a million years, and I had made this position to come on air and just rain down hell on the officials for calling it, but then I heard Bradbury's conversation this morning, and I'm like, why would you admit to it? What? So that's how you're going to handle this? James Bradbury, the corner for the Eagles, this was his comment. He said, I was hoping that the ref would let it go, but of course, he's a ref. It's a big game. It was a hold. So yeah, they call no, him. and he admitted it. Yeah, he admitted it. Yeah, I'm like, geez, James. I just, know. Let's just say, I, I played that physical brand. I played that physical brand every snap through that entire game. They decided that they wanted to target thou. It, it's a, it's a very decent way to go about it. But to the point that you set up with how the game was played to that point, absolutely, you looked the other way and you said, yeah. "That's uncatchable." It was really just a quick grab. It's nothing outside of the physicality that we typically see between a corner and a receiver. And you let it go. Plus, it's Juju Smith. Yeah. So, whatever. You just let it go. But they didn't. And you're right. It ended the game.
5: And I wanted to see
4: that game go into overtime.
5: I wanted to see overtime. I wanted to see Jalen Hurts get out there on the field and make a drive to try to tie or win the game. There was so much left of quality football. That was a spectacular football game. Yeah, It was a phenomenal game, back and forth, so much to enjoy, so much, and and I think we all got cheated out of a really great two minutes of football, if not more, had that game been allowed to proceed the way that it would, proceeding before that.
4: I didn't like how perfectly executed the final was for the Chiefs. It was just, even when they get that call and they get the first, taking the knee at the half-yard line and doing everything exactly the way it was supposed to go and then ending it with a field goal just felt too organized, too clean. I wanted something out of the norm. I would have loved that. Okay, Uh, give him the touchdown, have a minute, 20 seconds, and two timeouts. Let Jalen Hurts go the length of the field and see if they could get in position to tie it with a field goal or win it with a touchdown or win it with a touchdown or tie it with a touchdown. But instead we got this finish. I, it wasn't my favorite finish, but to your point, awesome game. Awesome game. Yeah. And Andy Reed is an incredible offensive mind, continues to put it on the field. How many play calls did you see that ended up with a wide open receiver? Using Travis Kelsey, and you got a couple of early targets and early shots to Travis Kelsey. In that first half, Kelsey was just boom, 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 boom. And Andy Reid all of a sudden said, you know what he is? He's a flare. And everything we're going to do is motion off of Kelsey. And the Eagles rolled the dice. They were running zero blitz. They were running zero coverage quite a few times. And they're like, well, we'll press them out. And every time they did it, Kansas City hit them with something. And that goes back to your play call. It goes back to Andy Reid understanding the offense and saying, I know what you're trying to do, Philly. I know what you're trying to do. You know, the other thing that hurt Philly was the fact that Pacheco got going. Because typically Kansas City doesn't really mix the run game in. They're more Mike Leach air raid than they are, I don't know, what the Air Force downhill crushing run they're going to try to throw it as much as they can but once I say a Pacheco got going I felt like Philly started to panic a little bit and they started to collapse a little bit and then they tried to punch Pacheco and then Patrick Mahomes takes over
5: I do want to go back to the back-to-back touchdowns uh, Kansas City scored where essentially you do the counter motion guy goes in motion as you mentioned zeros in on Kelsey he whips back to the sideline, and you had two receivers wide open that led for touchdowns. One of them was on a big third down when, you know, Kansas City or Philadelphia really needed to try to hold to a field goal there. Yeah. And Nick Ferguson, who was on with us, he came on when Russell Wilson, he played safety for the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, he came on while you were gone, and we broke down the Sean Payton news a little bit, and he's like, this is this is just elementary stuff. That's communication. I mean, you're in zero coverage and you got to have communication out on the field, where you you know it. it this is not because every has a man, and if
4: that man doesn't get that man, yeah. that man it does not have a this, man.
5: This should not be hard. And for Andy Reid to realize these guys are just collapsing on Kelsey, mm-hmm. it, it was really smart on Andy Reid's part, but also just a horrific breakdown for Philadelphia.
4: Yeah, it was a terrible breakdown for Philly, and not just once but twice. Yeah, terrible. Terrible breakdown for Philly. And what really killed him, Scotty, is in that first half, they continued to zero in on Kelsey. They were throwing different bracket coverage on him, and they were trying to hit him a little bit, and they were trying to do some different things, and he just kept popping open. And at one time, he was found wide open in the middle of the field. Nobody even 8 to 10 yards around him. Yeah, And I think at that point, Philly started to really panic. And I don't know if there's a discussion with the defense coordinator of this guy is not going to beat us. We're going to take him out of the game. Anybody that's ever asked the question of how come you don't take that guy out of the game? Andy Reid just answered it. Mm -hmm. Because when you take a superstar like Kelsey out of the game and you still have a couple of other receiving threats like Schuster and others, this is what happens. You're going to have guys pop wide open if you use the right offense and you've got the right script. Because def- that Philly's defense was getting really aggressive.
5: Yeah. Uh and now you've got a Philly defensive coordinator that may become the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. If I'm Arizona, after watching that second half, I'm like, do I really want this dude running my team? Uh, that's a good point. Now, that's a good point. Is he
4: is he already signed to be that coach? No,
5: no, he's uh, just rumored. But a lot of people believe that that's why Arizona was waiting. Yeah, for this game to you know why they're like why haven't they hired a coach yet? Well, because he's still coaching, and uh, and he's in Arizona today interviewing for the job, and a lot of people believe that's the direction they're going to go. Probably is yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Look who's here in studio with us, Dr. Chapman from the Lyft Clinic. How are you, sir? Hello, gentlemen. It's our guy. <laughs> good how, to
4: see you, too. How was your Super Bowl Sunday? It was good. It was relaxing. Relaxing?
2: <laughs> it was relaxing. Good food? Do you have a big party? I did not. You did no, watch I the was game, tra- though. I was traveling. Oh, okay. Oh, so I was you- traveling, so I did not see the game. So you didn't even see the game? <laughs> I know. I know. I you have to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost all credibility hey, right from the gate.
4: Hey, guess what? When you're a high-ranking doctor and you save lives and do great things,
2: you oh, don't need dear. to watch. You football. don't have time for some silly you know, games. Are backpedaling that for me? Oh, it's, because it's great.
5: because you're changing lives, and we've talked to a lot of people that their lives have been changed by the lift clinic. If you're dealing with pain, and you know, especially above the uh, you know the shoulder
2: area, you can help. That is very true.
5: Let's talk about some of the things that that people are suffering from that you can help them out
2: with. Okay, yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the milieu of migraines and TMJ pain, headaches, fainting, dizziness, all of those things kind of cluster together. But usually to get there, we have to have some sort of an injury. Yeah. You know, and and that can be kind of obscure because – and the types of injuries I'm talking about are not the kind of injuries where, you know, you've got a bone sticking out a Heroic situation, yeah. so to speak, or blood, you know, on the ground, so to speak. These are those injuries where there's trauma. We feel a little wonky, like our bell's been rung a little bit, but we shake it off. We walk it off. That's kind of our culture, especially in athletics. And then we we're a little bit off, and then these symptoms start to settle in and settle in over time. And so, what what I want to talk about is really when you when you're suffering and struggling with these reoccurring headaches, and you shouldn't have more than one a year. Frankly, it's not normal to have a, a headache or neck pain, but people start adapting to them, and then they start depending on even, either over-the-counter drugs like ibuprofen, Tylenol, whatever. Go go through the gamut, or alcohol you know is one one thing too and then and then before you know it you're kind of dealing with it and your quality of life has really started to drop down so usually there's some injury at the side of this and when i sit i don't mean to ramble here but when i sit and talk to the hundreds and hundreds of folks that i do every year most people ask how how to get that way i show them the images we can show them the frank very obvious malposition of the head on the neck. Mm -hmm. And they ask, how did it get there? They don't remember anything per se, unless they reach way, way back Mm. 10 years ago, seven years ago. And in sometimes longer to like a car accident or when they got a concussion, Um, when they were on the ice or something like that, where they hit the head or, or they had a, a whiplash kind of injury. So that's what we have to think about in terms of what causes these things.
5: So when you can help people out, and it's really interesting because this isn't a, you know, you've got a knee in somebody's back and you're cracking people like crazy and stuff like that. Right, It's a really interesting approach and a new approach to get people
2: aligned the right way. Right. It's called transdermal atlas positioning, and it's an image-guided procedure that with very low but very specific kinetic force brings the base of the skull over the top of the top of the neck. This is called the craniocervical cervical junction or head-neck, Cranios head, cervical neck. And so it repositions that area, which is the superhighway between the head and the rest of the body for blood flow, for cerebrospinal fluid flow, and neurologically. And if that area is not completely right, then we start to get all these weird little symptoms that, you know, you want... People end up chasing these things for years, you know. They're on uh, several different medications. They're seeing different doctors. Oftentimes they're told, well, your MRI looks normal. Yeah. Your x-rays look normal. Nothing's wrong with you. This must be in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but I submit it's not in your head. It's just below your head. <laughs> it does involve the head, but it's just right where the head sits on the neck.
5: You've got a uh, free complimentary assessment. Uh, So many great opportunities. 801 877 1199. That's the number to call. You can also check them online at theliftclinic.com. But call that number. Get on the books. 801 877 1199 at the Lift Clinic right here on 975 DKSL Sports Zone.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kearry. But guess what? You also have a lot
4: of young players. Who can grow and develop, and then you have all these draft picks. And you could just keep adding to it year after year, and you literally could end up creating, I hate to say it, but a massive window, a massive, maybe even a dynasty in Utah. All of a sudden, Utah becomes the (laughs) sexy place. Okay. But why not? It's set up. Here's the secret. So, So all of a sudden, the new way to fight for a championship is we're all getting draft picks. And so of all those teams, the teams that pick right, that draft right, uh, are the teams that are going to be the ones that win the next championship. Utah's so path to a championship is, can you draft well?
3: It's Unrivaled. Afternoons from 3 to 6, presented by G2G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. The 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olson and Scotty Chig. That's right! Yeah! On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
5: Hans Olson, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Remedical, Utah's only physician owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatment. It's discreet, non invasive, and customized for your needs. Remedical. Renew, restore, reclaim, visit Remedical.com today. What'd you think of Philly though? Awesome. Jalen Hurts played way better than I thought they would. I thought
4: he played extremely well and I thought that Philly played good enough to win the game. And what's crazy is offensively and just some of the stats across the board, you would have thought Philly did win the game. One thing that I thought that Kansas City did pretty well was control their run. Philly averages about 150 yards a game, and they held them to 115. There was only 37 yards that was combined between Gainwell and Sanders because um, Hertz racked up 70 yards rushing. So you only really had about 35, 36 yards between your two running backs. Mm -hmm. So Kansas City did a really good job of controlling the run game. What was crazy was watching Philly quarterback sneak at will. Yeah. Seven sneaks. Every one of them got what they needed. Yeah,
5: that you goes, know what, And you know what's coming. That goes you can't to, stop it. No, yeah,
4: you know exactly what's coming. And what's crazy is at no point did Philly run anything off of it. They were like, no, we know this will get what we need. We're not going to try to fake anything off of it. We're just going to run downhill. And there's some new rules in place where you can push the quarterback and you've got Jason Kelsey at your center and he's low to the ground, great center gravity, gets good push, and then you got Jalen Hurts that squats seven hundred
5: pounds. I know it works and I know it's effective, but if I'm Jalen Hurts, I'm like, hey, maybe we try something else. I want but I think he loves it. Oh man. I, I think t- he
4: loves it. I think he's just a beef eating, heavy squatting son of a
5: gun that just loves physicality. We got a corn fed meathead down there.
0: That's something. In fact, I thought they should have went with that play uh, when they were going for the two-point conversion. They only needed two yards.
5: I and get two and yards they had easy. just
4: got two yards yeah. on that touchdown.
5: <laughs> no, they. they it, the, only time it didn't, the only time it didn't work <clears throat> and they never ran it was that when they had the uh, false start. And I actually thought that was going to be the biggest play in the game because they're up 14-7. And, and, and frankly, it might have been the biggest play in the game because you're up 14-7 with a chance to go down the field and go up 21-7 and instead you have the false start on the what was going to be the fake back it up 5 it's now third and 6 and then Hurts fumbles and then it's recovered for a touchdown and all of a sudden you got a tie game when Philly had all the momentum in the world. Yeah that fumble was a problem.
4: Went back and watched that a couple of times this morning. And Kansas City did a really good job of corralling Hurts in that moment. They did a really good job. They weren't overpressed and it looked like a design quarterback draw. Kansas City had a defender that stepped right up into that I think it was the B gap, might have been the A gap, but I think it was the B gap. And Hertz saw him and tried to backpedal, tried to stop and had the ball in one hand and just let it slip. Yeah. Didn't didn't take a hit on the ball. He just dropped it. That's on him. He'll never forgive himself for that. That's one thing that will always stick with him. Because that was a very unnecessary game-switching moment that came off of what you were just talking about. You already you had this great moment. You thought you had a really good mo- and he puts the ball on the ground. Kansas City scoops and scores. It couldn't have been a worse moment for Philly. Yeah. And that goes back on Hurts. There's nobody else to blame for him. Even with that defender standing in the gap, I I couldn't tell if that was a scheme breakdown or if that was Kansas City just rolling the dice and hitting it right.
5: Well, one thing about Kansas City, too, is that, you know, defensively, look, you give up 35 points and a lot of yards, but they will blitz you in so many different ways, and they bring guys loose more often than not. And And there were a couple times where they did get Hurts out of the pocket where he has to dump it away, and, and granted, he got it done more often than not, but there were key moments where they were able to get pressure and cause some problems in that backfield.
4: But I thought Philly's offense looked really good. Loved it. Yeah. They're going to be a problem for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, What's crazy is to think that Mahomes had 182 yards passing, and they were able to win with 182 yards passing.
5: If you would have told me 182 yards for Mahomes, I'm like, there's no way they win that game. They're
4: not winning that game. Yeah. But they did it because they were able to get that defensive touchdown that we were just talking yeah. about. Yep. That was a big moment. What was impressive was Philly's first drive. Their opening drive, I thought, well, it's going to be a 17-point game. When Philly came out, put that drive out on the field, thought it was going to be a 17-point game. Yeah. Thought Philly
5: was just going to own it. Yeah.
4: Own the clock, own time of possession, own it.
5: One thing, and I know we're nitpicking at this point, but – Uh, was a little surprised, and that timeout would have been really helpful near the end of the game after the uh, bad call. But there was a moment where they decided, you know what, because they were milking the clock. Not only did they want long drives, but they wanted long time-consuming drives. And so they were taking that play clock down to two seconds, one second, every time. Mm -hmm. And one time they actually took a a delay of game because they didn't want to use a timeout. But then it happened again, and they did call the timeout. And it was, you know, same thing about third and eight, third and nine, and it would have turned it into third and 13. They called the timeout. They didn't get the third down anyway. And I'm like, hey, you got to save those timeouts. And if you had one more timeout, just one more timeout, that game there at the end could have been a little bit more different. And so I understand the the play calling philosophy. I understand what they were trying to do. Uh, It did bite them in the butt a couple times. But that time of possession was just ridiculously in favor of Philly. The delayed games were... Very interesting. Yeah. I get it. You're going to max out the clock, but to have, did they have two or three delay games? They had two that I know of, may have been three, but two that I can think of because they didn't use the timeout on one and just ate it Yeah, and then called the timeout on the second one.
4: I don't know. You shouldn't, you get to that point, you shouldn't be having a delay game.
5: I mean, if you want to milk the clock, that's fine, but you can still get a snap off at four seconds. You don't have to take it down to one every single time.
4: Yeah. They really were trying to eat the clock and make sure they had that possession. I did like the game plan though. That opening drive, I thought, holy moly! Yeah. But then Patrick Mahomes comes back with that beautiful basket toss to Kelsey. One of the one of the prettiest basket tosses yeah. you're gonna find. Puts it right on the fingertips of of Kelsey that hit his corner on a double move, and made Philly second guess everything right yeah. out of the gates.
5: Just when, you know, and this is what Kansas City does, is especially there in the second half, they always feel like they're two or three plays ahead of you defensively or offensively, and you are—you can't dictate the terms to them. They always dictate to you, and you just have to react, and it always feels like they're in your head. I hate the ring around the rosy bullcrap. I think that's a mockery of the game, and I think it's stupid.
4: Yeah, that's quite the deal.
5: Yeah. I mean, and the, and the, I don't mind it. I like well, it. Well, and I get it. Like the response to that, well, then stop it. Yeah. And Philadelphia did get a stop on that. They did. But I do think it's like a middle finger to defenses. I think it's kind of disrespectful and stupid.
4: I don't, I don't mind it. And that's fine. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I kind of like it. But Because it's, as a defender, when you're, as a defender, your, your entire lineup and what you, your responsibilities have a lot to do with where <clears> the H-back and your slot line up. And when they're, they don't have to do the whole roundabout. They could just stand there yeah. in, a, in a group and and run out to the formation and snap real fast. I don't know what the roundabout is. I do think that's kind of. It's a middle finger. It's a gamesmanship yeah. thing. But I like the fact that you, you've got two offensive linemen that are eligible, that you don't know what the heck they're going to do. You got a fullback, H-back, and two tight ends or whatever. It makes it. Tough and maybe they maybe they run that movement so that maybe there is some type of something to that movement, but it does seem more like, hey, we're gonna mess with you.
5: Yeah, I mean, you can just as you mentioned, just stay in huddle, yeah, and then all of a sudden sprint to the line and get your playoff, yeah, but I think it's a like, hey. We're better than you, I, like, I and we're ahead of you. Are and we're just gonna to, have some fun.
4: Are they trying to hide personnel? Is there? Well,
5: Andy Reid says. Andy have says you gotta have fun out there. We just gotta have some fun out there.
4: Well, there's that's a good point because those NFL seasons do get really long.
5: Yeah, and I like I get it. I understand it. I don't. I just think. And, and to their point, it's like okay. Well, then punch us in the mouth and make a stop. Uh, but Philly did get the stop on they that did play. on that play. They did. They yep. did.
4: And yep. you didn't see it again. No. The last time they ran the ring around the Rosie, they got the touchdown.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh, was
5: it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was against the Raiders. I think they did it.
4: Okay. Is this Mahomes or is it Andy Reid? And I throw this question at you because we asked the same question about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Those two were together for a lot of years, and they had a reign of terror that went for
5: 17 years? Yes, um, <clears throat> I'll answer it right now. It's Patrick Mahomes. Look, Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. He's incredible. And he's awesome. But he went to a bunch of NFC Championship games and one Super Bowl that he lost with Donovan McNabb, goes to Kansas City, and they're good with Alex Smith. And then Patrick Mahomes shows up, and they are in, what, five consecutive NFC Championship games, three Super Bowls, and two Super Bowl wins.
4: Mahomes is really good. Yeah. Uh,
5: You don't need any
4: further example as to when he was taking that hit. His ankle was already jacked. He was taking another hit, was going down, and released that ball. And Kelsey scoops it off the top of a blade of grass and is able to pull it in for a first down. I know you probably can recall the play.
5: Yeah, I think it was on the first drive.
4: There are very few quarterbacks that can do that. Yeah.
5: Now, make no mistake, put Patrick Mahomes on if the Chicago Bears draft Patrick Mahomes like they should have and not pass on him. He's not winning Super Bowls. Um, I don't know, maybe. But but it's a combination of the right quarterback with a Hall of Fame coach. I I agree with that because I believe
4: if Patrick Mahomes left and found a Tom Brady, Tampa Bay-like landing spot, he would win a Super Bowl and you could put Any number of quarterbacks in with Andy Reid, hell, let Henny take the the reins that he so longingly deserves or needs or wants or been around forever, he's not going to win a Super
5: Bowl. He goes to the New York Jets. He may be on his third team by now. I'm only kidding on that. Kind of. Patrick? Yeah. (laughs) Probably. Yeah, probably. All right, 1251, and Scotty. what you may have missed coming up next right here on The Zone.
3: This is, this is DJ and PK. Joined now by David Locke. I have used the word tank in association with the Jazz all year, and I get the players and the coaches don't want to do that. They have no motivation to do that. This looks like a team that's going to lose games, and it looks like a team that could end up with a sixth or seventh worst record in the league. Do you think that will
2: happen? To me, tank would be that we also traded Kelly Olenek for a second-round pick with no value. The
3: Jazz have not made a deal in which I would say the value we
2: received for the player we sent out was blatant blatantly clearly bad that to me is a tank we're not trying to lose no. intentionally we haven't made a single trade with an intention of creating an outcome at the same time do i think there's a chance we could go five and twenty the rest of the way uh, yeah. yeah do i think that gets us into the sixth slot in the draft position yeah do i think that actually be kind of awesome yeah <laughs>
3: Catch DJ and PK, mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah. We've got you covered. This is Hans Olson and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone.
1: Shine bright like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond. Fine light in the beautiful sea. I chose to be happy. You and I, you and I, we're like diamonds in the sky. You're a shooting star, I see. A vision of ecstasy.
5: Hands on Scotty, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Was this was this on last night? Did she do this one? Apparently so. I'm not sure. Rhiannon, you watch the halftime show, or you go refill the plate? Refilled the plate. Yeah. It was funny because I uh, there were a lot of people at our get together, and there were my neighbor has a couple teenage daughters, and one of them was just like glued. To the TV uh-huh. and was just like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." She liked it. Huh? Oh yeah, so it's like, okay, that's you know, they weren't uh, they they weren't seeking out our demo. Okay,
4: because well, yeah, that was that definitely last came across, year. They
5: last year they were seeking our. They demo. nailed our demo. Yeah,
4: <clears throat> after last year, it just couldn't have got better. No, so when they rolled fact, out this this girl,
5: it was terrible. I just replay last year over and over and over. But yeah, I mean, like it's not going to be for everybody. I understand that. But
4: I did feel like though th- the surrounding things were were great. I think we got some maybe coming up in sports roulette, maybe good Bad not. I can't remember, but I thought Babyface was phenomenal. Yeah, I loved it. But again, that's our demo. That's our demo. That, you know, that's you and I at a steak dance, <sighs> sitting by a punch bowl. Yep. Listen to a little Babyface. Yep. Hoping some girl. Comes and asks us because sure to hell, we're not going
5: to go ask them. Yeah, which by the way, never happened. (laughs) What's it that they didn't come? At least I don't know about you. No,
4: no. Ah, the days, them putting balloons in between you. It might have once, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was two or three balloons. It might have once, but I'm sure I had a mouthful of brownies and (laughs) and just hit the air with some fart spray because I always thought that was funny. I brought fart spray to every. Oh, you were that guy? Yes, I was the idiot. And I'd I'd go by the people that were dancing because I was jealous of it, and I'd hit them with a little fart spray. And then it was it was offensive to everybody. And then I'd go eat more brownies because they were always topped with powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd go talk to the DJ, try to get him to play a little illicit music, yeah. you know, something that Can I get a little Mister Feel Good? some no. parental advisory yeah. stuff.
5: Hey, I got a CD out in the car. Can you play that? <laughs> Uh, yeah. That was me. Um, who's the uh, who's the country dude that did the National Anthem? I thought that was nice. Uh, Stapleton. I did a good job uh, It's spectacular. That. Yep. Babyface was good.
4: Babyface was great. Stapleton was
5: fantastic. Um, but that's it. I we, didn't watch a lot of the pregame stuff. I'm only there for the action. Just, you know, there for the National Anthem so I can time it for our over-under props. Yeah. And uh, then let's go. There's, we've got a couple
4: of things in good, bad, and ugly. We have an ugly. I think it's the ugly today. And it is one of the ugliest things I've seen in Super Bowl history. And I'll, we'll talk about that at about 135,
5: 140. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that was a bad deal. Are you seeing what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. 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 Horrible. Well, I, I, sent out Horrible. A, I sent out a tweet after the first series of the game. Disgusting. Where it's just like, this is bad. Yeah. This is really bad. Stay tuned. We'll hit that in good, bad, and ugly. All right. Uh Dr. Chapman's joining us right here on 975 the KSL Sports Zone. Hey Cindy's here too. How are you? Yeah,
1: I'm good. How are you? Good to see you Cindy. Good to see you guys. Yeah. What is new? That Super Bowl, man.
4: Uh so we asked Dr. Chapman. He said he was very interested in very Oh, loud. was
1: he? That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> How
4: about you? How was your Super Bowl? Weekend? I
1: loved it. I thought it was a great game. Yeah. It was a very entertaining game. Good. And How- I know, you know, there weren't a lot of People believing that Kansas City could pull it out. I'm not a Kansas City fan. You guys know that. But I was happy to see them pull it out.
5: Yeah. Um. I, how was the spread, though? That's the most important thing. It's you food, guys do it right? We did, it, we
1: did. We did. We yeah. did it right. Okay, yeah.
4: good. Some of the best food in the country. I just sent a, a text to Nate Dowdle, our boss, this morning. And I said, Super Bowl, Fourth of July, and Thanksgiving. It's the best. Those are the three. That's right. Those yeah. are the three. And, and everything else takes a pretty sizable backseat because you just put together the best food
1: i literally started cooking at like 9 30 in the morning
4: oh man yeah well, so what was the main spread so we had spread? we had
1: buffalo chicken nice. uh, dip we had some chili we had um chips and salsa of course uh we had these really cool crescent roll things that have chicken in the middle of them okay um we had you know your basic chips and dip and oh yeah all yes, that other, cook, all the stuff yeah you
5: did cook did yeah. you guys host
1: yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course,
5: because usually the host, you're my house, so you bring the food to yeah. me. Oh well,
1: I had people bring food stuff. I mean, we had the the regular like, you know, Utah salads. Yeah, at the house too. Yeah, so. the, uh,
5: the baby carrots and ranch dressing. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, those are a <laughs> we, must at every. We event. had
1: those too. So salad. It was great. Green,
5: green jello. No, no
1: jello salad. Yes, we did have a jello salad there.
5: Somebody always brings the jello it. salad. Somebody always yeah. brings it. Yeah. yeah. And it sits there, and nobody. And that's no, right. Yep. Yeah. All
1: right. It.
5: Well, let's talk about your your experience at the Lyft Clinic. Doctor Chapman's hanging out with us as well. But uh, you've had your life changed.
1: You know what? My life has changed since I've visited the Lyft Clinic. I suffered from migraine headaches. I also suffered from not being able to sleep through the night, without um, without waking up. I fell off of a horse about ten or fifteen years ago, and I didn't. I thought I was okay, right? But what I didn't realize is that fall created this I don't know what you call it a blind spot maybe in my what I thought was wrong with me and uh, I went in to see Dr. Chapman and my head was literally not on Hmm. correctly so he made the he made the um, assessment and there was no cracking tweaking pulling or anything like that he uses this cool wave technology and i sleep like a baby yeah yeah, yeah. made was,
2: all the difference made
1: all the difference
2: and that's what i was mentioning earlier this there's a trauma you don't you don't really think about it you feel a little wonky afterwards but then these symptoms start to develop and and they set on insidiously you know like sleep You'd, you probably didn't stop sleeping immediately after that cuz you're no. getting over the trauma of getting bucked off a horse or something like that and so then the, but you never really get back to normal on that and this happens a lot in in trauma basically. And one of the most common things we see nowadays is people who are in these car crashes and they, there's like no damage to the car or minimal damage to the car. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's no big yeah. deal that, you know, insurance company sent me. I'm I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to just reach out to the listeners out there, men
4: and women that, are dealing with any of these symptoms that we're talking about? If you are dealing with these, and as Doctor Chapman was talking about, it's just becoming part of your daily life. It yeah. shouldn't be. Yeah, there's something wrong, and this is a free assessment. Yes. to see if yep. this could be the situation, yep.
2: and we can determine if we have if you have the problem or not. And I and I think Scotty, uh, one of your one of your neighbors came and yes. saw me, and I did a scan on him, and he was another one of these cases who did not have anything wrong in that area. Really? He didn't. So we so we send him on his way, <laughs> you know. It was it was good to get to know he's a lovely gentleman but but he did not have the problem that we fixed. So
1: but I think so often too you don't even realize like if you have dizziness or like you have brain fog, like those are all symptoms of some kind of an injury that could be in that region. I mean, I just thought I was getting older, but I'm sharper now. Yeah. Even my brain fog has gone away and and that's been awesome.
5: That is so good to hear. And that's the thing it all starts with a free assessment and all you have to do is find out if uh, and and as you mentioned come in we'll do the, you'll do the scans. The scans yeah. are I mean come on That's that that's taking a stroll down your life yeah. looking at those scans it's really amazing to see what you can look at and, and find out if it's right for you. 801-877-1199, and Dr. Chapman will tell you if it is or not. And if it's not, he pats you on the back and off you go. But 801-877-1199. Please call right now. Get on the books right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.
0: I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold.